0: I don't agree with it, but I know what his justifications are.
1: This one's uh, from Les saying, is Putin mad or bad? Any thoughts about how you think the situation will end? And why don't the West become more independent of oil and gas from Russia by becoming energy independent using fossil fuels instead of the green policy? So the first question is, is Putin mad or bad? And what are your thoughts on the situation and how the situation may end?
0: Well, first of all, he's bad. I mean, after all, remember, he is an ex-KGB colonel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a man who who controls by intimidation and worse. Uh, so he is certainly not above killing. After all, you had a Russian spy that was poisoned by polonium in the U.K. Uh, my daughter was in Russia. Uh, I wasn't at that moment, but I was going in and out of Russia at the time. When one of the members of the Duma, a lady from Saint Petersburg, was murdered in the foyer of her flat in Saint Petersburg, um, he is not above killing anybody. Mm. So he's bad. What message?
1: Would, what message would you give to viewers watching today? I think there's so much fear in this world today of the uncertainty of what is to come, what is around the corner, what this could lead to. Could this end up being the World War Three? what hope would you give to our viewers today who are going through so much fear at the moment?
0: Well, first of all, the Lord says that, you know, the the righteous are never forsaken, that we have not been given the spirit of fear, that we have to learn to live with the circumstances, but pray that this will stop and hopefully be turned around, frankly. But prayer is a very powerful tool on our part. Now, of course, there are tangible things you can do to support the Ukrainians, um, whether they will eventually be able to fend off the russians or not is a prediction i can't make
1: this one's coming saying hi dr grady i heard a theory that a nuclear holocaust could explain the scripture and the elements shall melt with fervent heat thanks and god bless
0: yes and there are also other uh, scriptures which deal for instance with the Valley of Dry Bones type of thing mm-hmm. where we see bone fragments and people wearing special equipment as described in the Old Testament and it would be easy enough to see these scriptures in light of a, a nuclear explosion
1: Well, it's interesting. We've got a variety of questions. I want to encourage our viewers as well. Whatever questions you have for us tonight, whether it's on Russia, Ukraine, Putin, whatever it is, but also about the Bible. Have you got any questions for Dr. Grady? Creational scientist and any scriptural references that you need explained, Dr. Grady is here to answer your questions. Raphael's written in to say, Hi, guys, love the show. Do you believe in the moon landings and there is, is there a barrier in space? The firmament... (laughs) <laughs> as they cannot pass, as they lead as as to believe.
0: Well, and part of what you just said reminds me of these flat earth people that have been very prominent lately, and I would point out to anybody listening, if you do go to my website at creationworldview.org, I wrote a very long article on there's no truth to a flat earth and why. Uh, and I covered, I think, just about every possible innuendo that they they promote. As far as going to the moon, we absolutely went and landed on the moon six times. There is no question about it whatsoever. People who believe conspiracy theories that we didn't go fail to understand what it is they're looking at, and they fail to understand the holes in the whatever they're being told. But, Cyrus, and I I have addressed this before, but not in a long time. Mm -hmm. What is the single greatest proof that we actually did go to the moon and land Six times. Can you think of it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's because the Russians never said we didn't. <laughs> you see, we were in a, a space race to go to the moon with the Russians. Basically, Ronald Reagan bankrupted them, but but it was Kennedy's race to the moon that got this whole thing started, and and Sputnik versus American space program. But we even gave the Russians our telemetry. They could actually listen to the heartbeats of our astronauts as they went out to the moon and back. And the fact is that we know we went because the Russians never said we didn't. If they could have proven that we had not gone during that time in history, they would have slandered the U.S. still doing it. (laughs) And so the Russians knew we went and came back six times, and that's why they never said we didn't. (laughs) Okay.
1: Now, there's been a lot of scriptural references um, of this war at the moment with Ukraine, with Russia in particular, and reference to Ezekiel 38 and 39, and also reference to Gog and Magog. Can you just give our viewers an insight into this?
0: Well, certainly part of that prophecy does deal with the North and would certainly... Uh, as we read a straight reading of it refer to Russia being part of this also an army from the east which could just as easily be China uh, and certainly the numbers would indicate China being the army from the east and so we can prophetically look at this we can, we can see how it ties to world events but the truth is that that prophecy is very difficult. You know, I, I talk about fulfilled prophecy all the time, but unfulfilled prophecy is not my area of expertise. Mm -hmm. And until prophecy is fulfilled, it's purely speculation. So yes, we believe God's prophets because it's the word of God given to us. But also there is a degree in which we are still in the dark, you know, seen through a glass darkly. Uh, for instance, the nation of Israel that we see today certainly has every appearance of being the nation of the restoration, the ingathering that God has at the end time of the Jewish people. On the other hand, Israel as it exists today as a secular state. It's not a religious state. Mm. And therefore, it could be, and I'm not saying it is, but it could be possible that the actual nation of Israel and its ingathering might be 200 years from now. That this isn't the right Israel, so to speak. But I don't know, and I'm not willing to speculate beyond that.
1: Brian's written in to say, does Grady know why uh, Justin Trudeau has just flown to England whilst Canada is supposedly shut down and on state of emergency in order to meet with the Queen? And do you think that her advice would have encouraged or condemned his actions against her church and Canada's people? Are you aware Justin Trudeau has just visited the Queen today?
0: Yes, but I would never speak for the Queen. She can speak for herself. (laughs) I was kind of hoping that Trudeau was coming to the UK seeking asylum personally. Very good. Les has written
1: into asking about creation to say, what do you think about the gap theory?
0: I have spoken about the gap theory and any other old earth theory many times on the program with you and, and with others. Yes. Uh, the gap theory is not true. Uh, it is a modern heresy. I even have a video that's available on our website that we did in conjunction with Revelation. I think you even show it occasionally. Yes. Uh, it's only a half an hour, I think, uh, on, on Revelation. As to why it is not true, and we've listed the six reasons why theologically it is unacceptable, along with proving that the day-age theory, the the allegory theory, the framework theory are also unacceptable theologically. But it has to do with the six issues that if you believe in the gap theory, then God is not omniscient, he is not omnipotent, he is a liar, he cannot save a remnant, he has not always had a witness, and death of an flesh organism occurs before human sin. And these are the six theological reasons why the gap theory is not true. You have to remember it was invented in 1813 by Thomas Chalmers in an effort to work evolutionary deep time into the Bible and make it acceptable, called theistic evolution. That God is not smart enough, not strong enough to create a whole, complete, perfect to begin with, that he has to do it slowly and gradually, which is not the God of the Bible. Romans, Paul tells us in chapter 1 that God has always had a witness since the creation began. Uh, He always says a remnant, it, whether it's 70 in Egypt or 8 in the Ark, etc. He even tells Moses, I can, I can blow them all away and start over with you. But He always says a remnant. He doesn't say He did it that way, He's slowly and gradually in the Bible. He says, I did it whole, complete, perfect, in 6 literal 24 hour days. And, of course, death before uh, sin of a nefesh organism is anathema. Uh, Paul clearly says it's through the sin of the first man, Adam, that death came into the universe, and that's a nefesh organism, meaning an animal or a human with a soul, uh, not plants, not insects. Um, and if that is not true, if death of a nefesh organism occurred prior to human sin, then the sin of Adam is not the cause of agent of death coming into the universe. And if that is true, then the death of Jesus Christ cannot take it away.
1: Um you whilst you were in, in Russia, am I right in saying you brought somebody to Christ? Is that correct?
0: I think you're talking about the salvation occurred after I got back. After you got um, back, got, okay. Yeah. Uh that was in North Georgia uh a week ago Sunday. But in Russia what I was doing was I taught face-to-face 94 uh, seminary students who were getting their bachelor's degrees. I taught them one course on creation science and one course on the feasts. And in doing so, there is no telling how many thousands and thousands of people will be affected because they will wow. then take that information and use it in their ministry. Wow. Wow so additional students that were listening on stream that were not able to attend the actual meeting so i'm not quite sure how many actually were but somewhere in the areas of 120 total that's incredible now what advice
1: would you give to any of our viewers our christian viewers watching today they want to tell their friends about jesus christ they might not have heard about jesus christ before what advice would you give to them in order to speak out and spread the good news of jesus christ
0: well, the way to start a conversation is if you can get a conversation with them, basically talking about religion is an agreement that only one religion can be correct. two Two religions cannot be correct at the same time. I think we have to agree with that, correct? Yeah. And therefore, in studying the religions, we have to look at which one is in fact, logical, reasonable, uh rational, and based in evidence, right? Well, when we take a look at the Christian faith, it is the only religion in the world that is based in a rational, reasonable, logical, and evidence-based faith. All the rest are not, and so we can start a basic, you know, conversation by simply eliminating the others, and then we can prove that in fact uh, Christianity is the one true religion. Hmm. Now, there's many ways to do that, but the first thing you have to find out is what does this person actually want to know about you know you, you have to ask you know get them into a conversation where they can say well if you could prove to me that God exists mm-hmm. then I'd be willing to believe and then you ask them well what proof would you accept yeah. you see if, if they say well there really isn't any proof then you simply say well have a nice life and go on to the next person but if they say, well, if you could show me X, Y, Z, then I'd be willing to, to accept. So you, you have to first get them to tell you what it is that they're looking for. You know, I, I could talk to somebody for four hours about dinosaurs in the Bible and prove that dinosaurs existed from the time of creation till just recently uh, through human history, through artifacts, through art. Um, but if they don't have an interest in dinosaurs, what good is that? And so we need to find out what is it that they are looking for? What are the answers they want? And it's different with everybody. But you have to be constant in season to be ready to make your defense, correct? Amen. And so you find out what it is that they're interested in. And if you don't know it, you say, I don't know it, but I know somebody that does. And you go to Dr. Grady's website and you get the answer. Excellent. And that's the beautiful thing about today's society. We've got all the information
1: online. Available for us. Stephen in Carrick, Fergus, Northern Ireland's written in. Hi, Dr. Grady and Sai. I would like to know your opinion, Dr. Grady, about the Dead Sea. Uh, Lot moved to Sodom and Gomorrah after split with Abraham. My question is, was the Dead Sea or Sea Salt um, salt, or Salt Sea uh, in existence before the destruction of that whole area? Or was it created as a result of the destruction We know that the area was very fertile. Thank you.
0: Well, yes. As a matter of fact, I have personally seen the Dead Sea go down about 30 feet in my own lifetime. Wow. Uh, The fact of the matter is, though, that we have the source of the water coming at Caesarea Philippi out of a rock. And this is where Jesus took his disciples. It's very important. But the river then flows south forming the Jordan River Valley, through the Sea of Galilee, down the Jordan River Valley, and into the Dead Sea. Now, the Dead Sea is dead because more wa- the water evaporates, leaving more and more salt. It, it's, it's 31.5% salt on the north end. It's about 35.5% salt on the south end. But this is actually water that was trapped after the flood. So in this pocket, with no outward drainage, the initial water comes from the flood filling that area. And because the water continues to flow in, of course, it's bringing clear water in, but it also has salt, which then, as the evaporation continues, makes it saltier and saltier. So it was certainly there before and Gomorrah. no question about that. It was less salty 3,000 years ago than it is today, but not a lot less. The fact of the matter is that salts accumulate there, and there's even salt springs under it. And so the water itself comes from after the flood accumulating there and having no place else to go, getting saltier over time, particularly by evaporation. This one's uh,
1: from Kingsley's written, to Say hello, brothers in the Lord. God bless you and your household. There is nothing on this, more, on this evil world that is bigger and the more powerful of the Lord. China or Russian should Russian should continue with the evil things that they are doing. The Lord is watching and he will prevail soon. These people are just covered with the darkness power and satanic power. I tell you what, they are all into devilish cultism. Good news is that all of the above has been overcome already on the cross, even before the creation of the world and human on earth. Let's continue to praise the Lord because he is ever worthy to be praised forever. And he has won already. That's from Kingsley, Dr. Grady. Any thoughts on that? Amen. Amen, exactly. Well said. <laughs> and well put, Kingsley. Good job. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, Do you think Putin sleeps at night, hearing the crying voices of newborn babies, mums, dads, and children being killed by him? Putin is a psychopath, and could he, how could he sleep at night or even eat as well as drinking after children are being killed? Um, and then he says, what kind of human being is this man, Well, Putin is going to fall soon. It's over for him. I tell you this barbaric action. He has been talking of an indication of his downfall. The Lord has been done, has done it by faith. Um, no name on that, but thank you very much for joining in the conversation tonight. Uh, this one's from David in Essex. And it's not David Essex. It's David in Essex. And, uh, Dr. Grady, do you think that is a valid position to assume natural selection is a mechanism of intelligent design? If so, what is evidence points to support this position?
0: Actually, we have an entire video showing that natural selection and another video talking about survival of the fittest. But in these two videos, we talk about the fact that while evolutionists use these two terms, particularly natural selection, uh, to say that this is how biological life forms change over time, they actually disprove evolution and prove creation to be true. Uh, first of all, natural selection is not true whatsoever. Nature doesn't select anything. Uh, nature does not have intelligence, therefore it cannot select, if you'll follow the logic here. What does occur in nature is this. God has given a, a flat table, you know, like a pool table. Absolutely flat as the environment uh, in general. But then within that flat table, there are places where he has put specific environments, like the polar environment, subtropical environment, mountain environment, marine environment. And what he has done is he has given creatures tools to survive. And if those creatures can survive in a specific environment, they do survive. If they cannot, they are not selected. They are eliminated. And so what we end up with is natural elimination or natural preservation, but there is no such thing as natural selection.
1: This one's coming in as a text message. Thank you for a great show and speaking on what's happening in Ukraine. I completely understand that these wars, but I feel that the war is being encouraged to go on otherwise, and this wouldn't continue also would be the main thing Russia wants what would be the main thing that Russia wants from Ukraine it is only russian interest or the other western countries too
0: i think people have really missed what what putin's real desires are in the ukraine now we talk about them producing you know the fourth largest producer of grains in the world uh, sunflower wheat etc um one of the resources that they produce in the Ukraine, 80% of the NEON in the world, which is very much needed uh, in manufacturing of certain items. But the fact of the matter is that regardless of who controls the Ukraine, grains are still going to be grown. They are still going to be sold. They're still going to be shipped all over the world. They are a commodity. And simply because Russia, were, say, controlled the Ukraine and controlled their agricultural areas, they still have to sell it. Because they 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 don't have enough people to eat it all, so that's not what she should be concerned about. What does Putin really want? People. He has a population of slightly over a hundred million people, and his population is declining. Ukraine would give him forty million people, which is roughly a thirty-five percent increase in his population and his tax base. Wow. He wants people. The rest of it is almost irrelevant.
1: Very, very interesting. Wow, that's interesting. Liz has written in to say, Justin Trudeau visited the Queen because she is also the Queen of Canada and he is here to have talks with Boris about the Ukraine. So there we go. Thank you very much for that, Liz. Uh, Dr. Grady, is it true that the rapture means we will reign on the earth with Jesus in our new celestial
0: bodies? Well, as stipulated before on the program, I don't talk about eschatology.
1: Okay. Brian's written in to say do you think that all of the nations of this world may have leaders like Putin capable of condoning murder one recent example is being Trump who took credit for the murder of one man of Iran's leader as there does appear to be a lot of hypocrisy and finger pointing going on between nations today and it also occurs to me that Trudeau might have done a runner Shalom from Brian
0: Uh, Shalom Brian well the fact of the matter is that there's a huge difference between taking out a terrorist who, who should have been executed in any way possible uh, versus what Putin is doing. I, I th- to me, there is absolutely no equating this whatsoever. So uh, to me, that is not an acceptable comment. Now, in terms, terms of other aspects – uh, we can all have opinions about this But I have stipulated that again I don't agree with what Putin has done I know his justifications I don't consider them valid But nonetheless Again in a war There's always two sides And you need to understand that Even though we know one is evil And we try to stop the evil What are Christians supposed to do If you read the Bible carefully You will never find it in the text but the Bible has principles that are not written. And one of the principles is the strong help the weak. And therefore, we need to see this thing come to a halt. We need to see Putin put back in his cage, more or less. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that the West has no resolve. There, there is simply no moral authority here. I mean, somebody asked about how can Putin go to sleep at night? I'll tell you how he can. Mm-hmm. He's an atheist atheists don't have a conscience and so again, atheism the taproot is evolution if you believe in evolution you believe that we are nothing but thinking animals if we are nothing but thinking animals then we can eat each other and claw each other to death with no recompense it's not sinful uh, and therefore it doesn't bother your conscience evolution is a religion where um, I, and I've tried to put this in many ways But it is a religion without consequences. It's a religion that says, I can sin without consequences. I can kill, I can murder, I can destroy. And it's all based on the acceptance of evolution, and that's what atheism is built on.
1: Cole's written in to say, good evening all at Revelation TV. Could you please ask Dr. Grady, if the tree of the knowledge of good and evil had the power to bring in sin and death... Does that not show that both sin and death were in existence, but were not initiated until Adam fell?
0: I think you've misconstrued this. The, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was put there as the one rule that Adam and Eve had to obey. They were to listen to God, and they could do anything else they wanted except eat of that one tree. Now, the tree itself had nothing to do with sin coming into the world what it was though was a temptation and the deception of Satan when Satan deceives Eve and Adam who was standing next to her and says that actually God is holding out on you he knows that if you ate from that tree then you would be like him that you would become your own gods and the appeal there is for the human to become their own gods and what happens is Adam and Eve initiated what is called human autonomy, the law unto the self, the rejection of God's law to then implement human law. And when he did this, Adam committed the first sin. Now Eve was, Eve was deceived first, but Paul's very clear. The woman did not sin first. She was deceived first. And Adam sinned first. Mm-hmm. And that sin is then what brought death in as a consequence because we were in a perfect universe. And once there's one flaw, you know, that one thread that becomes frayed in a perfect garment, the garment is now imperfect. The same thing is true of the universe.
1: Okay. Adam's
0: sin caused the entire universe to become imperfect and that is what has caused the destruction since then, because the decay began there and continues.
1: Thank you, Grady. We're just come towards the end of the program. Just want to acknowledge Dylan for writing and thank you, and also Dory. And I just want to finish on this positive email from uh, Ju- uh, Juanita, and she's written to say God is going to intervene in the war in Ukraine, and the whole world will know it. Not Ezekiel 38 or World War Three. God will have His last word. Thank you very much indeed for sharing that with us. Dr. Grady, we've come towards the end of tonight's program. I want to encourage our viewers, check out Dr. Grady's website, creationworldview.org. Thank you, Grady.
0: My pleasure, sir. Look forward to the next time.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much to all our viewers. Thank you for all of your interaction tonight. And that was a great email to finish tonight's program. I want to encourage our viewers to check out our website. Go to revelationtv.com where you can watch this program again. A lot of information has been shared tonight on tonight's program. And I want to encourage you to share that with your friends. And also check out our social media platforms. Go onto Facebook and type revelation tv official. We're sharing new posts online every single day to evangelize the good news of Jesus Christ, stay hopeful and keep your faith strong in Jesus' name. We pray for you. Amen. God bless. Bye.